Good Divorce Podcast with Kate Brown. Hello, I'm Kate Brown. I'm a divorce and separation mediator. I've also been divorced, have three children of my own and two stepkids. In this podcast, I want to share my personal experience and draw on the insights of some amazing guests who have loads to say on the subject professionally and personally, and by doing so, help you have the best breakup possible. My guest today is Sarah Woodward, a divorce coach who established her career after her own very difficult breakup. As I understand it, the purpose of divorce coaching is to help you dial down all the negative emotions and destructive thoughts that are inevitable during divorce, then to get clarity on what you want your future to look like and how to achieve it. It's very practical and forward-looking, a helping hand, if you like, through the divorce process. In my own divorce, it was my best friends who took the brunt of my pain and need for support. I therefore wanted to know from Sarah how coaching differs from simply having a shoulder to cry on. Sarah, it's really good to talk to you again. I really just want to find out what exactly is divorce coaching? Good to be here. Thank you, Kate. So divorce coaching is specific for people going through a breakup or a divorce in their life. So it's generally by a coach that's been trained in specific tools and techniques to help people in those in this situation to to help them to be able to move on with their life and create an amazing future again. And how does it differ from other forms of coaching? So one of the things we might look at is helping people to control all the negative emotions that they might be feeling. So heartbreak that could be in tears all the time. So it's helping them, giving them tools and techniques to change their state when they're feeling like that so they don't go down a downward spiral of negative emotions that which they can't get themselves out of. So, you know, things that can change your state really quickly are kind of moving your body, exercising, putting on loud music and having a dance. So there's lots of different things that you can do to actually change your state, which will stop you being stuck in some negative emotions. And how does uh, coaching differ from psychotherapy? I can only talk from my experience of psychotherapy, but I had a lot of it when I was going through my own divorce. And divorce coaching is much more um, future focused generally than, than therapy. And with the divorce coaching I do, the clients will come away with an action point at the end of the session. So nothing that's too overwhelming, but just some small actions that they can take that help them keep the momentum going and help them to start moving forward. I think um, I had a lot of therapy and it, it just didn't help me get unstuck. It didn't give me the specific tools and techniques that I needed to be able to help me move on. Um, so I stayed stuck for a long time and I found that I was just every week going to therapy and talking about the same thing and reliving what had happened. Yeah, so when you you know you first have somebody that, that calls you because they're going through a divorce, what are the, the issues that they want to resolve? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of issues depending on the person's circumstances, really. Everybody's situation is unique, but it's generally things like heartbreak, especially if they didn't see the breakup coming, they weren't the instigator. Um, a lot of clients are, are blindsided by it. They're obviously going through a grief process. Divorce is the second most traumatic event you can go through in your lifetime, second only to the death of a loved one. There's lots of feelings of overwhelm, things like not, literally not being able to function every day because they're just consumed with the grief. There's fear of the future and the unknown. You know, they thought they had their future mapped out in front of them, but now it's been taken away from them. So 
there's lots and lots of, of different issues depending on what the client situation is. And how often do you typically see clients for? I generally work with them for about eight sessions because that's kind of when I find they get the biggest transformations. And it's really flexible in terms of what the client needs. So sometimes we start having them um, every week to start with when they need the extra support. And then we can spread them out a bit as they get further on into their breakup. But it's really flexible. It's all around what the client needs themselves. I guess it's always tempting to download to your friends when you're going through this. I mean, what's the advantage of seeing a coach rather than just calling your best friend at midnight? I think both has their advantages. I think a coach is more removed from the situation and they're not going to get sucked in into all the drama of it as well which can happen when you're downloading to friends i think very often um close friends and family they're they're too close to the situation to be able to give objective advice you know they're invested in it themselves and i think the coach is just able to maintain that objectivity really which makes a massive difference and yeah just not get drawn into it all they're able to offer advice that they know works based on you know their experience and their training it's been able to to challenge them and perhaps get them to think of the scenario from a different point of view sometimes as well you know there's a specific tool we use called um shoe stepping which is where you actually try and get them to step into the other person's shoes and look at things from their point of view as well which again is a technique which just sometimes helps to take away the emotions and help them see things more clearly do you often see people who are trying to decide whether or not to actually get divorced? So right at the beginning, are they kind of going, should I keep trying or should I end the marriage? Is that is that part of it? Yeah. So I do see clients at that stage as well. And I've had quite quite a few who just need to talk to someone objective, really, to kind of get their thoughts out and, you know, understand whether it is worth trying to save their marriage. And you know, what, what we do is we look at all the, the benefits um, and the downsides of the relationship and try and give them an action plan that they can go away and work on, you know, ideally with their spouse um, for a set period of time to, to try and make the marriage work. Because, you know, if you decide to leave a relationship, it's a massive decision and you want to know that you're leaving it with no regrets, really, and that you've done everything possible to make it work. So definitely, you know, always encourage clients to you know, have one last attempt at, at really trying to make it work before they make that final decision. Sure. And and how often is does fear hold people back? So actually, they're really in a pretty bad marriage, but they're scared to do anything about it? it it's really common because, um, you know, the function of the brain is to keep us safe. Um, and even when you look at people in abusive relationships, that's why they stay, even though they know it's awful. It's what they know. And it's the fear of the, the fear of the unknown that stops them leaving. So fear plays a, ma- a massive part and you know that's where divorce coaching comes in in terms of helping them to try and get clarity on what their future might look like and to start putting steps in place that that help to lessen that fear a lot of the testimonies that you know i've read about you talk about how sort of warm and compassionate you are how would you describe your particular approach to coaching I would say there's definitely a lot of empathy there. I really try to have no judgment because from my own experience, I felt like I had a lot of judgment from people close to me when I was going through my own divorce. Um, And I'm just really aware that you never know how you're going to react until you're in a situation. But um, I use a mixture of giving advice and tools 
um, and pure coaching. And, you know, pure coaching is based on the concept that the client has the answer within them. And it's just the coach by asking the right questions and exploring enables the client to come up with their own solution. Um, so I do that kind of coaching too. And I also bring in positive psychology coaching as well, which is about helping people to flourish and thrive in their life, which is why it's so relevant when you've been through a breakup. So it's a, it's a mixture. Yeah, because I was going to talk to you about that. I mean, how much does divorce knock someone's self-esteem? Oh, it can knock it massively, especially if it wasn't your decision, hugely. So yeah, we would do a lot of work around self-esteem, confidence, helping someone find their identity again. For example, a woman might view themselves, you know, as a wife and a mum and have lost sight of who they are as an individual um, and, you know, what they love doing in life because inevitably when we're in relationships, we end up compromising. That's what you do to make a relationship work. But sometimes you forget actually what, what you love doing because you've got so used to doing what your partner prefers. So, yeah, there's a lot of personal development that goes on. And how difficult is it to build up somebody's confidence again after many years of an unhappy situation? Yeah, it, it, it takes time. It's like a muscle, really. Um, you know, confidence comes by doing things. It's not a switch that you just turn on. You, it, you have to do the work. And it comes from, you know, pushing yourself out of, out of your comfort zone and doing things that you're not particularly comfortable or, or don't want, want to do. So, you know, it, it does take time to build it up again. And if those feelings of poor self-esteem or lack of confidence go back to something much deeper in somebody's childhood. Is that where then therapy can dovetail with coaching? If they want to explore it more and understand it, then yeah, that's where therapy comes in. But, you know, we can still work on it. So, you know, our, our limiting beliefs are set from childhood, generally by the time we're eight, all our beliefs are formed. But, you know, there's lots of techniques that you can work on to change those without necessarily going too deep in terms of understanding where they've come from. One of the main challenges, obviously, when you get divorced is how you, if you have children, how you're going to jointly parent those children while mm -hmm. no longer a couple. How can you help someone make progress on that if they're dealing with somebody that they really treated you really badly or you just really can't bear to communicate with full stop? Yeah, I think it's about realising that you don't have to be best of friends. You know, you just have to get on and be civil and both of you do the best for your children. So it's about remembering it's all about, you know, putting your children first and just kind of being functionally friendly with your ex. You don't have to particularly like them. It's just about reforming that relationship going forward, being very clear what the expectations of each other are and, you know, being really clear about what your boundaries are as well. You know, one of the exercises we do is, you know, if someone's got a particularly difficult ex, imagine putting on like a Teflon suit before you see them. And that's kind of visualising that that's where your protection barrier is. So things like that can be really useful. Sure. So what's a good case? I mean, if somebody leaves your room or whatever, final session, what's a really happy story that you could tell me about a process that somebody's been through with you? Um, I think at the end of the session, at the end of, you know, our work together, it would be for someone that is really excited about their future. And, you know, they kind of perhaps never thought that they would be able to say that at the start of our work together. 
they've got some goals that they want to work on they've got clarity about what they want in their life and they're putting steps in place to achieve that and they're starting to feel happy and strong again and they can see a future for themselves just a bit more broadly i mean the whole issue of friendships post divorce is quite an interesting one isn't it i mean sometimes when you're going through it as you've been through it and i've been through it your friends just get a bit impatient after a while and they just think why can't you move on how do you sort of deal with that with your friends i mean that's definitely the case that i that i had i was stuck for a long time and i know my friends couldn't understand it they hadn't been through it themselves I, I didn't know anyone that had been through a divorce i had no one to talk to that really got what i was going through but i think that's where the divorce coaching comes in you know it's someone that you can you know say what you're you're thinking to and you know, work with you to be able to help you move on more quickly than you, you could do on your own. So, yeah, as I said earlier, friends aren't always the best people to confide in, especially if they've not been through it themselves. But even if they have, they've got their own baggage as well that they'll they'll bring into the conversation. So I think that's where coaching really comes into its own. Yeah, and isn't it the case that, that if you haven't been through it, sometimes you just underestimate what a huge thing it is? Definitely. Yeah. And and it's massive. It's, it's a really traumatic and a stressful event to go through that, you know, could just turn your whole world upside down. So I think it's definitely easy to underestimate it when you haven't been through it. I know. And I, I always remember too, just at the point when you kind of want your social life to open up again and, and that, that actually, a lot of couples stop inviting you because you don't mm. kind of fit as a single person in their lives. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that must be one of the things. I mean, how do you help people get a social life back? I think it's about, you know, looking at what interests and hobbies that you can start as, as part of your new life, finding out, you know, what you love and trying to make new friends through that, really. It doesn't mean that you won't be friends with your previous friends but certainly for me I had to make a whole new group of friends because I just found I was seeing the same friends every week but without my ex being there and it just highlighted you know the big hole in my life so I had to go out and find a whole new group of friends which was a major turning point for me in terms of moving on. Do you think there really is such a thing as a good divorce where you can look back and proudly say I did that well? Yeah, and I think I I had a good divorce. You know, we I didn't do anything I regret. I was I was proud of how I behaved. We didn't come out of it hating each other. So I think it's you know it definitely is possible. And it's you know at the end of the day, a large part of it is within your control. Just to to finish, I just wondered what are your top tips for people who are, find themselves at the start of a divorce process, both from sort of personal and professional experience. Yeah, so probably five tips that I would give them. The first is to get your support team in place. Um, And that would be ideally um, a solicitor if you need one, a financial advisor and a divorce coach. But it would also be, you know, a few close friends and family that you can rely on and you can call on in your hour of need. But as I said before, not necessarily people who are too close to the situation, someone who can be a bit more objective, people that, that are a good listener and not too judgmental as well. So just think about carefully who you're spending your time with. I think exercise and getting out in nature is a big one. It's it's great, you know, it releases all the endorphins um, and it's great for your mental health. So even if it's only getting outside for a walk for 20 minutes each day, that can have a massive impact um, on how you feel. 
another one is to not keep retelling your story. So I know it's really tempting every time you see someone to go over what's happened. And I certainly did that all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was my way of trying to process it. Yeah, but yeah. All, all that's doing is your brain doesn't know the difference between what's happening now and what's in the past. So your brain literally thinks it's happening again and reconnects with all those negative emotions again. So, you know, if your friends are after an update, just try and put some boundaries in place, um, give them a brief update and just ask, you know, if we can just change the subject, I'd really rather not dwell on it. So I think that that one is really, really key to, to try and do that. I think getting clarity on your situation um, as, as we touched on earlier, a lot of the fear comes from not knowing what your future is going to be like. So the sooner you can get clarity on that, the better, really. So, you know, that that will be the work that we do in coaching in terms of trying to work out what kind of a life you want and working with a financial advisor, etc., that can give you clarity on your finances as well. So that really helps to take away the fear. And I think the final thing is to take small steps consistently you know don't set yourself huge goals that are overwhelming and then just you're setting yourself up for failure so set yourself some tasks some really small tasks each day and more importantly celebrate those wins as well so you know it 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 takes a lot to take action and have the energy when you're going through this situation so really make sure that you celebrate yourself for moving forward and sometimes that might just be for for getting out of bed that day and you know getting into work on time you know all the things that you perhaps took for granted before you really need to celebrate yourself for Sarah I think that's so fantastic and I I really wish I'd seen someone like you when I was going through it I know isn't it so interesting and and um and you know thank you so much for for sharing your insights anyway it's really fascinating and you're so welcome thanks for having me Sarah is living proof that you can move on from divorce and have a great life, albeit different from the one that you thought was mapped out for you. As you heard there, divorce coaching gives you step-by-step strategies to move through the process quicker than you might be able to do by yourself. A good coach will help you discover who you're going to be in the next phase of your life and make sure you take the steps to get there. How reassuring is it to hear that you really can turn a negative spiral into positive action and with time and self-belief, create an amazing new future for yourself. Join me for the next episode of The Good Divorce Podcast. The Good Divorce Podcast with Kate Brown. Follow and rate on your favorite podcast app.